0: You're listening to Tony G On Demand, featuring local content from Townsquare Media's Mix 104.3 in Grand Junction, Colorado. Today's best mix, Mix 104.3. Hey, what's good? It's your girl, Tony G. I have a special surprise for you. I had the chance to talk to Tom from the Plain White Tees whenever him and the band stopped in this year to Grand Junction. They had a show going on. It seriously made my life because I have been a fan of the Plain White Tees since I was young and young Tony was super ecstatic to get to talk to him. I have the full interview up at Mix1043FM.com You can send me an app chat let me know if you remember those good old days when hey there delilah was lighting up the charts and lighting up our airwaves
1: hey it's tom from plain white tees
0: hey tom how are you doing today
1: i am good how are you
0: i'm doing great it's so awesome to have you doing an interview with us
1: yes yes
0: tom what is coming up for the plain white tees this year i know y'all are doing the winter rumble 22 tour but what else do y'all have on the way
1: Um, Well, we have gotten into the studio already and started recording our new album, which is amazing. Um, Amazing, by the way, just to feel like we're doing something again. You know, it's like for the past two years, basically, we haven't been able to really get together, play shows. You know, we've been a band for a long time. So like to have that all kind of taken away from us for a while was really weird. And, you know, I feel like, probably people like fans and, you know, people that just love music in general, uh, There, everybody's probably feeling that same thing, right? No live shows and, you know, no, not a lot of new music coming out. It's been really weird, right?
0: Yes, definitely very weird. So how did the pandemic change your writing process and your creativity levels?
1: Well, okay, so the good news is you had nothing to do, so there was a lot of writing going on, you know, a lot of creativity happening. I actually started a record label um, called Humans Were Here, and I've got a, a bunch of artists that I've been working with and writing with. So it's been awesome to like, you know, have that time to just kind of sit around at home and be creative. Obviously, the, the new Plain White T's album was written, you know, which was great too. Um, but it's also like a bittersweet thing because it's like, cool, you're writing all this music and you're being creative. But there's not really an outlet, like, you can't get out there and play the songs, you know? Mm-hmm. You can't really get together with the guys and record the songs, you know? So it, it's been, it's like a, like I said, kind of a bittersweet thing. It's been awesome to be able to have that space to be creative. But don't forget, you've also got in the back of your mind this pandemic weighing on you. So it's <laughs> like, it's not just like this total free space where it's like, oh, I can just take the time off and be be creative, you know? At the same time, you're thinking like, oh, man, like this thing's hitting the world hard and like I hope my parents are okay and I hope you know it's like it's a you know there's a lot of uh, dread that has come along with it so so it's been weird but yeah I'm not not uh, complaining you know knock on wood I'm healthy and got to got to take that time and and be creative and like I said write a brand new tease album that'll be that'll be being recorded and come out by the end of this year so you know you got to always look on the bright side I guess right
0: Yes, for sure. Can you, can you give us the name of that new album or is that still under wraps?
1: No, I mean, literally, we're just starting to record it, so we don't even know what that, uh, what that would be yet.
0: Okay, okay, still yeah. filling it out. It's okay. <laughs> well, something else I've seen that you started, at least during the pandemic, was the Wednesday Club. And I know you had to stop for a little bit because you're on tour right now, but can you tell us a little bit about that and how it helped with the, you know getting to still interact with the fans?
1: Exactly. Yeah, that's one thing we had to figure out, because obviously we couldn't, like I was just saying, you can't get together, you can't play shows. So um, I did this thing, I just did it one Wednesday on Facebook. And this was in pretty early in the pandemic, you know, 2020, I think it was like, in March or April. Um, I was like, you know what? I'm just going to go live on Wednesday. You know, I put a couple songs up for the fans on Facebook to vote. Let them vote for what the set list would be, right? Mm-hmm. And then I went online and, you know, just kind of, hey, talked about, oh, this is so crazy. I hope everybody's okay, you know, and I played the songs. And there was such, like, I, I loved it so much. And it was, like, there was such a, a great reaction and response from it that I'm like, you know what? Let's do this next week, you guys. Next Wednesday, let's do this again. And then, honestly, it just kind of became a thing where I never wanted to stop. So Mm -hmm. we just kept it going. Um, And so, yeah, I've done basically two years' worth, almost coming up on two years' worth of free shows every Wednesday on Facebook, on the Plain White Tees Facebook account, And after, you know, after doing it for a couple months, I was like, you know what, we need a name for this, The Mm -hmm. Wednesday Club. So I kind of took, like, I stole, like, the logo from The Breakfast Club, the movie, (laughs) and I, like, made shirts and stuff. And so kind of branded this thing as, like, The Wednesday Club, you know, give everybody something to kind of, like, feel like they're a part of and kind of attached to throughout this crazy pandemic where you can't get together in real life. So you kind of got to turn to, you know turn to Facebook and Instagram and all the social medias and stuff.
0: Exactly, yeah. And, you know, social media has always helped us connect with others, you know, when we're far apart. But definitely now during the pandemic, it helps so much more. Do you think that it helped you grow closer to your fan base?
1: Absolutely. I mean, it it literally was kind of the only only thing to to stay connected, you know, like the only way to stay connected to people. Um, So definitely I feel like I feel like just, um, like I said, I've really loved doing the Wednesday Club and staying connected with everybody. Mm -hmm. But I think for the fans, I think it really meant a lot and still does. I mean, people are still tuning in every Wednesday, even now that, you know. Things are slow, you know, I dare I say, mm-hmm. slowly but surely getting back to normal because we kind of thought that last summer, you know, it was like everybody. Oh, people are getting vaccinated. We're going out again. It's cool. And then all of a sudden that that got shut down. But so I don't want to speak too soon. But, you know, as, as more and more normal things are happening, um, I feel like people are still just really uh, loving tuning into the Wednesday Club. It's almost like it's almost like become. You know, one of like a TV show that you you look forward to watching every week or something, or you know, what I mean, where it becomes like a part of your routine or, um, you know, almost like a part of the the family. You know, exactly. so I think that it's kind of become that for for a lot of our fans, and I think they've really appreciated, um, you know, to just to that I, that I've taken the time to kind of do that and given these free shows, especially in this crazy time where everybody really needs it the most. You know, but the truth is that i needed it just as bad as they did so you yes. know it works out for everybody <laughs>
0: yes it's a, both it's a beneficial relationship for both of
1: you exactly
0: so something else that i just read very exciting for you guys you all are going to be taking a cruise
1: <laughs> yep 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 so um yeah emo's not dead apparently you know mm-hmm. as as much well you know what's funny is that emo you know, the the aesthetic of emo is that, like, you kind of look like you are dead, you know, <laughs> but uh-huh. that's the irony. No, um, but, yeah, so we're going on, on a cruise um, in November, and it's, it's I mean, it's a, it's a pretty stacked lineup. You got Plain White Tees, Dashboard Confessional, New Found Glory, uh, you're probably looking at it right now. I don't know, who am I forgetting?
0: Um, let's see. I don't have it pulled up.
1: <laughs> you oh, put me okay. on the spot. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's just like every like I don't know, every band that you loved from like, you know, the two thousands mm-hmm. basically. Mm-hmm. Like kind of back stacked stacked lineup on this cruise ship. You know, we go out for like five days, every band plays a few shows and we I think we stop and We take off from L.A. and we stop in, like, Mexico for the Mm -hmm. day or something, have a day there, and then head back. So uh, we've done one cruise before, and I've never done, like, growing up, my family never did the cruise thing or anything. So I was my first time uh, a couple years ago. We did a cruise called the Rock Boat, and it was, like, one of the coolest experiences ever. So the fact that now we're going back out and it's more – Like, I don't know, just kind of bands from back in the day that we were all friends with and stuff. It's going to be so fun. Um, And everybody, like, so many people hit me up yesterday when we announced it. Like, random people I haven't spoken to in like years are like, Mm -hmm. oh my God, I'm totally going. This is so awesome. So it seems like people are really stoked on it.
0: Yeah, so I see uh, Your Broken Hero, Hawthorne Heights. Uh, Silverstein, Dashboard Confessional, all of y'all are going to be there, which, yes, like, 14-year-old Tony is, like, dying right now. She's so excited. (laughs) But 27-year-old Tony is really excited, too, so we're good.
1: (laughs) Right. You know, that's the thing, too. It's, like, everybody through this pandemic, it's, like, they just kind of want to feel good again and want to, like, you know, that that nostalgia is really, like, keeping us going, I think.
0: You can join the conversation on Nostalgia by sending me an app chat via the free Mix1043 mobile app. Is it a particular style like bootcut jeans? Is it a song that used to play all the time? Is it a food that is discontinued that you wish still was around? Again, just let me know. Send me an app chat via the free Mix1043 mobile app. You're rocking with your girl, Tony G, on today's Best Mix, Mix 104.3. I am talking to Tom of the Plain White Tees. Now that things have reopened, I have a couple of questions for Tom about performance preferences. I'm sure you're glad to be back out, back touring. But, you know, with that being said, would you prefer small venues or large venues? What has been your favorite to perform at?
1: Well, it's been really nice, Um, like, starting last summer, we've been playing uh, a little bit on the weekends, and, like, doing outdoor kind of, like, I wouldn't say, like, festivals or something, but, like, you know, outdoor shows, um, you know, uh, in in parks and things like that, and amphitheaters, Mm -hmm. where it's like, okay, this feels, like, like, safe. You know, because I know being outdoors and stuff is a little bit less of a, you know, risk for COVID and everything. So it felt good to be able to play and to be outside. But then, of course, then, as we know, it gets frickin' freezing in most places. Yes. So now it's been like, okay, we've been kind of stuck indoors for the last couple months. Mm -hmm. So now coming out, doing this Winter Rumble Tour, um, you know, coming through Utah, Montana, uh, Colorado. Um, it's still been really cold, but we've been been able to play in these really small venues and have this really intimate vibe. Mm-hmm. Which, you know, to answer your question, I don't know that I would pick one over the other. They're both really amazing. It's like Plain White Tees, Luckily, we have had the success that we kind of um, we kind of can fit anywhere. Like our demographic is from you know, little kids to like grandparents, you know, mm-hmm. there's a lot of people we, we've kind of, you know, go through that whole spectrum of fans. So, so yeah, it's kind of cool to do a theater where everybody's sitting down and it's like, we get to just kind of play and kind of do storytelling or, you know, talk more. Mm-hmm. And then we can also go to like you know, like a dive bar small club and just rock out and like have like everybody going crazy and stuff. So yes, it's yes. kind of fun or the outdoor, you know, amphitheater where it's like everybody's just kind of chilling, enjoying the you know, enjoying a beautiful night, you know. So it's it's kind of uh fun to be that band that can kind of fit in at all those places. Because honestly as a music fan, like I love I love going to see fans in all those different venues, you know. I love going to, to those, you know, the clubs just as much as I do the, you know, the outdoor things or the theaters, whatever. Yes, so it's cool to get to do it all.
0: Definitely. Each one gives you a different experience.
1: Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Which... None really better than the, you know, it's all good. It's like everywhere, they're all like have their own own vibe that you love, you know. So, Tom,
0: I heard that you are an art fan and that you have to stop sometimes while you're out touring to go see some art.
1: Huge art fan. I collect art. And so we played in Logan, Utah, and then the next day we played in Vernal, Utah. And so I'm looking at the map and I'm like, oh, my God, we're driving right through Park City. I know there are like Banksy's, you know, there's three existing Banksy's still in Park City on the street." Mm-hmm. So I, like, basically hijacked the band and, like, listen, we're, <laughs> we're going, we're stopping in Park City. We're going to see these Banksy's. And um, so, yeah, got to, like, see, you know, my favorite artists, some, some work on the streets. We got some, you know, some good Instagram pics for it that we posted up and everything. And, uh, yeah, honestly, like, whenever we're, like, anywhere that there are Banksy's, like, in London, whenever we go to London... I always have to, like, take a day and just, like, walk around the streets and, like, find all the Banksy's and, you know, just kind of, uh, I don't know. It's just such a magical thing, just the story of Banksy and, you know, I don't know. It's just awesome that those things exist in just, like, on the streets. You know, you don't have to go to some museum. You don't have to pay to see them. You just, like, they're just out there. and I don't know. It's pretty special when you actually see them in person.
0: Yes and there's tons of street art around here and yes, my favorite one is you and the 3d rat that's the best one
1: <laughs> you know the, the 3d rat is my favorite banksy piece period uh-huh. he has he has made that on a canvas that I almost was able to buy a few years ago but now it's like just ridiculously skyrocketed way out of my uh <laughs> out of my pay grade mm-hmm. but Um, But so, yeah, to get to see that one and that was that one in Park City is the the first time he painted that. So that was like the OG because he he was in Park City for the uh, Exit Through the Gift Shop documentary that he put out. It premiered at Sundance in 2009. Mm -hmm. So that was the first, you know, because he's in he's making a movie. He put 3D glasses on the on his famous rat. You know, that was the idea behind it. So, um, yeah, so to get to see that in person uh, was was pretty special to me because, like I said, that's, like, one of my favorite images he's ever done. Mm -hmm. But I've never actually seen it physically in person. So, yeah, that was awesome.
0: And now you can just get that picture of you and
1: the street art blown (laughs) up. You win. You know what? Mm -hmm. That's a good point. Who needs the real piece? It's like, hey. Just, I got the picture of me in there. Yeah, blow that up. Put that on my wall, right?
0: Exactly.
1: Exactly. <laughs> I like it.
0: There are so many places to find street art here in Colorado. I want to know what is your favorite place or city to find the best street art? Again, I know there are so many cities out there that have tons of murals of all different kinds. Send me an app chat. Let me know where to find the best street art here in Colorado. You're listening to today's best mix, Mix 1043. It's Tony G here. I have Tom Up the Plain White Tees on the line with me. And guess what? Everyone loves new music and Plain White Tees has some new music coming for you. I know you said you are working on an album. Um, is there going to be any collaborations or is there anybody that you wish you could collaborate with that you haven't had the chance to yet?
1: You know, uh, it's so funny. My musical taste is kind of all over the place. Like like The Weeknd is one of my favorite artists of all time. He's so amazing. Mm-hmm. But then at the same time, I will listen to like 100 Gex. Do you know them at all?
0: No, I don't actually. Oh
1: man, you will for sure because they're going <laughs> to blow up soon. But they're like, they're just this Hyper pop Like The vocals are all Pitched up really weird And it's like punk And it's like But like so catchy I don't know They're just Doing You know I, I love it when you, when Somebody comes out And they're ma- they make music And you're kind of like Whoa Like I've never really Heard anything like Like this before You mm-hmm. know Like I'm always A fan of that But then I love You know The Beatles And Michael Jackson And the stuff That like is ingrained in your brain because it's just so good and so classic, you know? So, so yeah, I'm kind of all across the board. So to answer your question, I mean, I'm down for like, you know, like I, I do a lot of songwriting. Mm -hmm. So, and and a lot of times I'll get to like work with other artists or like collab with them Uh, on the creative process and just kind of like, Get in a room with somebody that's like, oh, they think a little bit differently than I do. So I wouldn't have thought to say that or to go to that chord. But like, because I'm in the room with somebody that I don't normally work with, you know, some of those cool moments happen. Um, So I'm always down to collab. Um, But yeah, to answer your question, I guess, again, it's still a little bit early in the process. So I don't know uh, if there will be any, you know, collabs or features or anything yet. Mm-hmm. um but definitely uh definitely open to it and you know that might it might be fun to kind of try to try to hook up with somebody and just kind of do some do some stuff that's a little out of the ordinary for us you know
0: yes, of course, and speaking of writing, I have a really really good question <clears throat> that I've been dying <laughs> to ask you, so okay, I don't know okay. if you heard, but the frontman of gorillas Damon auburn, you know he kind of Kind of threw a little bit of shade at Taylor Swift in writing. He was saying that, you know, she doesn't really write her own stuff, that she co-writes a lot of stuff. So that has made a heated debate on social media. And then Billboard, this is where you come in, Billboard actually made a list. And there's only been 13 number one Hot 100 hits this century that were pinned without co-writers, and of course, you were one of them with "Hey There, Delilah." So, yes. how do you feel about that? I mean, do you think Taylor Swift writes her own song? Are you, songs? Are you on the Damon side? What do you think? You know,
1: well, I gotta say, I love Damon Albarn. I mean, he's he's also the lead singer of Blur, Blur, and mm-hmm. the Gorillas. Yes. So, I mean, that guy's a legend. So you can't really, you know. And I, I, I actually did read that and. I saw that he said he's like, yo, everybody's kind of misquoting me and using me for clickbait here. Uh-huh. I didn't really... I don't think he was throwing as much shade as, you know, it sounded like. Yes, did. yes. Um, but I will say that uh, Taylor Swift is also a frickin' genius. She's great, and she does write, um, you know, a lot of her own songs. I think I read that a couple of her early albums were entirely written by her. So mm-hmm. it's like... You know, you can't really, you can't throw too much shade at that. She's amazing. Um, but, I mean, to be, I didn't realize that it was so few hit songs, um, you know, were written by only one person. You know, that's that's pretty amazing. Um, and to be in that short list of of number one songs that are written by one person, I mean, I don't know. Delilah is just that weird song where I just, like, got inspired by a girl mm-hmm. and just, you know, was sitting in my mom's apartment at the time with my acoustic guitar and just, you know, wrote the song, like, wrote it for her, you know? Yeah. Um, it wasn't, like, a bunch of people, like, in a room, okay, let's, what what's, uh, you know, what's hot right now? What's a good, you know, a topic or a good, you know, uh, let's write a hit song? You know, there was none of that. It was just a pure... You know, oh, this girl is so pretty. I have a crush on her. I gotta write her, write her a song, to yeah. like make her fall in love with me. You know, oh, yes. that was that was the the inspiration, and the fact that it uh, connected as big as it did, and the fact that it, you know, made it to freaking number one on the Billboard Hot 100. And it was honestly, it was number one in like seventeen different countries. It was yeah. like a global number one. It was crazy. Um, so yeah, I mean, I don't know that it's like, you know, obviously it's really cool to be one of only 13 songs this century that was written by, by one person, you know, but, um, but I don't know, you know, I don't think it would have mattered if Delilah was written by me and 10 of my friends and it was still the same song and the same, you know, had the same impact, you know, I don't necessarily think it matters who writes it or how it's written or anything like that, a song just has to be a good song and connect with people. You know, that's mm-hmm. what it's all about. So I don't know that there are any rules for, you know, for getting there. And, you know, and a song is not better or worse if it was written by 20 people or one person. You know, it's just all about the, the final product and mm-hmm. all about how that song make people feel exactly
0: exactly it's about the connection and how it makes people feel
1: yeah absolutely
0: but definitely still amazing bragging rights 13 (laughs) out of 283 songs you're right there with you know alicia keys with will i am calvin harris (laughs) i mean it must feel great to be among that list
1: You know, I, I, yeah, it doesn't hurt to have that as bragging rights. Yeah. Yeah. I wrote, Hey there, Delilah by myself. What's up? Yes. Yes.
0: (laughs) Love it. Love it. So most people have a celebrity crush and with social media, it could be super easy to reach out to yours. Let me know. Have you ever sent one of your favorite celebrities a DM? Did you get a reply? Send me an app chat so I can know all of the details. are at home or on the job. Be here on today's Best Mix, Mix 1043, talking with Tom of the Plain White Tees. And everyone wants to know, is he single and ready to mingle? For my final question, of course, everyone wants to know, is there anyone special in your life right now?
1: Um, so... Yeah, there's there's a little twelve year old boy back home. My son, <laughs> he he's my everything. Uh-huh. Uh huh. He is like, you know, I don't know. It's funny because I am, you know, a single parent who am working my butt off with my music. Always. That's my, you know, I'm always just so inspired to write, and that's my passion, and just create music. And finally, like like we've been talking about, getting out there and playing it again and recording it again. Um, And, you know, between having that drive and that passion for music and then this amazing son who I spend all of my time with when I'm not doing music, honestly, it's kind of hard to, like, keep up with, like, a relationship or, like, start something new because it's like that would be taking away from my time with my son or with doing music. So Mm -hmm. honestly, it's kind of one of those things where, you know, when it, if it, if it comes, it comes, you know, like if I meet somebody amazing, then, then maybe I will, you know, give it that time and give it that attention. But for now, I'm not really worried about it. I'm just doing my thing and trying to make a lot of great art and, uh, hang out with my son, you know?
0: Mhm. I think that's because you haven't checked out my IG yet, right? That's why.
1: Oh, hey, all right. <laughs> Obviously, yeah, my soulmate right here.
0: Exactly. But let me tell you, <laughs> dating during the pandemic is not fun anyway, so you're not missing anything at all.
1: Totally. Yeah, you know what? I did I did go on a couple dates and was like, you know what? This is not this is not worth it right now. Exactly.
0: It's not yeah. what it
1: is. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: Well, can you go ahead and uh, plug in your socials for us? This way, we can keep up to date with all of you guys.
1: For sure, yeah. For the band, it's uh, every every um, every platform is just at Plain White Tees, and that's Plain White T's because a lot of people misspell it as a P E E S. Uh uh-huh. But the the band is named after the T-shirt.
0: Which is named
1: a T-shirt because it's in the shape of a T.
0: There we go.
1: (laughs) It is not not a T-E-E shirt. It is a T-shirt. So plain white T-S. And um, so that's across the board, Facebook, Instagram, uh, all that stuff. We've been posting some TikTok, fun TikTok videos um, on, uh, on tour and everything, so... Yeah, you can find us there. Uh, My personal Instagram is Higgy Pop, because my last name is Higginson. Mm -hmm. So one of our sound guys actually years back started calling me Higgy Pop, and it just kind of stuck. So H-I-G-G-Y-P-O-P to follow me. And, yeah, you can find out all of my... Um, projects that I've, I'm working on outside of the band, like I said, I started my own record label, so I'm, I've got a little '80s solo project called Million Miler that I've been doing. It's super fun, um, and then yeah, just a bunch of other artists I'm working with. So yeah, Higgy Pop for my personal stuff, and then Plain White Ts T, you know, Plain White PS for all the uh, the T stuff
0: awesome awesome thank you so much i know you're super busy got lots of things to do so thank you for taking the time to talk to me and let everyone know what is going on with your life and what's going on in the plain white Tees career right now
1: absolutely yeah thanks for hanging this is awesome
0: thank you thank you bye what a great conversation with tom from the plain white tees and just so you know after this phone call tom did follow me on instagram i was so over the moon like seriously how cool is that you can keep up with all of the latest music news from the plain white tees and all of your favorite other artists by heading to mix1043fm.com you can also find the complete interview with tom from the plain white tees on the site as well need us everywhere